0: Coming back to the Locked On Red Wings podcast. Today is Wednesday, October 20th, 2021. And the Detroit Red Wings might be the best hockey team in the National Hockey League. I don't know. We'll see. They're 2-0-1, another big win over the Columbus Blue Jackets on Tuesday night. Lucas Raymond has his first NHL goal. Tyler Bertuzzi keeps up his hot streak with another goal. Vlad Namestikov scores the empty netter and then gives a, a good guy assist to Adam Ernie later on. Uh, the closer. Uh, to make it 4-1, they, they just rolled over the Columbus Blue Jackets tonight. We're going to get into it in just a second. First, thank you for making us uh, your first listen of the day. Go check out any one of our number of Locked On uh, podcasts on the Locked On network, streaming anywhere that you get your podcast. Scotty Bentley with me here in the studio. I am Nolan Bianchi. What's going on, Scotty? How are we feeling after that uh, commanding 4-1 Red Wings victory? The boys are buzzing. The boys are buzzing.
1: The boys are buzzing today, man. What a what a what a, a hell of a win.
0: There was a lot to talk about from this one. There was a, a lot of good, a lot of bad, or I guess maybe not bad as much as frustration on the end of of Red Wings fans toward the officials, toward uh the Blue Jackets again. Uh, but this one started a little chippy. I mean, the Giovanni Smith was out there trying to create havoc. Uh, in the first couple of minutes that we talked about over the weekend, um, you know, who will the Red Wings try and make the Blue Jackets a rival? Well, they they definitely did that uh, in the first couple of minutes. Michael Rasmussen was bullying Boone Jenner. And then later on, uh, Jack rosslevic goes ahead and boards Lucas Raymond from behind after uh, that line picks up two goals in the third period. Larkin and Burt not having any of it. Uh, but they go after him, and and it was just an overall crazy game. There's there was just a lot that happened uh, in this one, and and on top of the fact that it was maybe the most entertaining Red Wings game in a matter of years, they outshot the the Blue Jackets 45 23. Um, I think that's that's probably a good place to start.
1: Yeah, absolutely. The the offense was absolutely incredible, um, and it was even in the first two period, like after two, it was zero, zero. And and even like, it didn't ma- like, obviously it matters because you're trying to win, but it didn't matter in the sense of the, the offense looked fantastic. Uh, it's just part of that stage of development that you're in, right. Where like some games you are going to have those weird nights where you get outshot by 20, but, but put a, put up two goals. And then you're going to have nights like tonight where you're actually creating opportunities. It's a step in the right direction, but you're just not finishing them off. And then all it took was to get into the third period, and, and they started finishing. Uh, we talked about in the preview for the show uh, on yesterday's episode about how um, the, uh, the goaltending for the Columbus has been fantastic this year. And that was the case. That, that was absolutely on brand. Uh, but, I mean, we were creating opportunities left and right the, the entire game, letting it fly at the net. It was It was awesome. It was it was some of the best uh, that that the offense has looked in in the sense of just creating opportunities in a in a very long time. Everybody looked fantastic. Raymond, even before the goal looked great. Larkin looked incredible. Um, Burt, even before his goal was looking great, just every all around. I mean, I mean, everything was was absolutely fantastic on the offensive end, and uh, I'm, I'm glad that they eventually got rewarded for that, even if early on it, it, was kind of, uh, it was kind of like running into a wall.
0: So one of our favorite games to play last year uh, after the season was, hey, you know what? The Red Wings didn't get beat too bad on the scoreboard, but just for funsies, let's go over to evolving hockey and see what the expected goals for yeah. uh, were for each team. So I did that uh, for tonight's game and the Detroit Red Wings had an expected goals for of 6.61. That has to be the highest uh, in the history of evolving hockey. I don't know when they were invented, but I, I honestly can't imagine a Red Wings team putting up th- those kinds of quality chances. Not just chances, not just shots on net, but quality chances. It was coming from all four lines. Uh, Suter and Fabry led the Red Wings with four shots on, or sorry, Suter and Zadina, other Red Wings with four shots on goal. That line didn't even score, uh, but then six other Red Wings had three shots on net. I thought that was pretty remarkable and really telling as to just how how full this effort was from the Red Wings tonight.
1: Absolutely, man, and, and that's the that's the the. I mean, th- like we talked about the offense. That this is one of the best defensive performances that I have seen from a Red Wings team in. I I'm not even sure I could tell you. Uh, certainly, the the best of of this year, and I'm pretty confident in saying it was probably the best single game defensive performance of last year. Not that Columbus has some lethal offense by any stretch, but the amount of turnovers that we forced and and were consistently forcing in our own zone and the neutral zone was unreal. I, I mean, it was especially the first two periods. It was it was often and and awesome it it was it was early and often baby it was it was all over a lot of poke checks a lot of just intercepting passes like Mm -hmm. just straight up just like and some of them were bad passes for sure but a lot of them were just straight up just (laughs) just thank you like good night and and just stepping in front and, and stealing a pass it was it was an unbelievably impressive performance. We absolutely dominated them through the first two periods, even though the score was 0-0. They were just getting held up by unbelievable uh, goalie play. And I- I'm glad, again, I'm-, I'm glad that they were rewarded for the performance, uh, the-, the absolutely dominant, honestly, performance. Uh, with with a uh, with a three-goal victory because of all the empty matters there at the end.
0: Yep. Uh, all right. Let's get to segment two. I, I want to kind of expand our conversation on Raymond and, and that top line. But first, I have to talk to the folks about Bilt Bar. I love taking a pause and stop about Bilt Bar. Whenever I talk about Bilt Bar, Scotty, I eat a Bilt Bar. That's why I'm the fittest man uh, on the Lockdown Network. No offense to sure. anybody else, but I, I really ride for this protein bar. It's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. I love to cheat. On, on my diets, I love to, to cut corners on my diets, but you're not cutting corners when you get built bar because not only are they the best tasting protein bars on the market, but they're also the healthiest as well. Check out the macros on these bad boys. You get 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, only four to five grams of sugar, and only four to five grams of net carbs. I'm going to miss saying that when I'm done on this podcast. Go to built.com. Right now, use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off of your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. All right, segment two here at the Locked On Red Wings podcast. Noel Bianchi, Scotty Bentley joining you today, recapping a 4-1 Red Wings victory over the Columbus Blue Jackets. Lucas Raymond scored his first ever NHL goal tonight, and it was an absolute beauty. He takes a pass from Dylan Markin, rips it, Top shelf past Jonas Korpasalo, who was absolutely phenomenal uh, today. I know you mentioned that at the Scott, top of the show, Scott. But Elvis Merzlikins was that guy in that for Columbus through these last two games. Jonas Corpusalo coming off a little bit of a shaky season, I think uh, there was maybe a thought that okay, we're you know the the Red Wings are going to be getting uh, the lesser goaltender here, and that just that proved not to be the case. Uh, through much of this game, I think Lucas Raymond actually talked about it in the game afterwards. he was like, yeah, it was frustrating. Um, but he ends up being the one to break the ice and I, I cannot imagine in terms of uh, sense of occasion, sense of style, all of those things, a better first NHL goal for Lucas Raymond.
1: No, no it, it was fantastic. it was it was so, so incredible. it was uh, it was the first goal of the night, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean just broke the tie. It was, it was a snipe of epic proportions, man. That was an absolute beauty. That's the kind of those are the goals that like that that people that don't play hockey have like like the angle of that is ridiculous. Like that is an unbelievable angle from the fact that he was far right and to to just get it over his shoulder but not hit hit the crossbar or go over the net. Unbelievable. It was kind of like a knuckle. Too kind of like a knuckleball in baseball, like it, it didn't. It was, it was an absolute beauty and a hell of a setup too. All around, fantastic. Larkin going to the net after the game to get the puck or after the the uh, goal to get the puck and everything. It was, it was all, it was all amazing. And and I I did hear. From If you take out the empty netters, I did hear from a certain podcast host, two to one with a Raymond goal might be a possibility. I did hear that you, from someone.
0: You did hear that. I, think but, it was uh, I don't know Scottie who, but, but
1: someone, I feel like someone said that in the preview episode. I feel like that, that was brought up.
0: So um, I completely blew my prediction because pregame, I, I like expanded on it a little bit, like earlier in the day. And I said, uh, Red Wings get off to a hot start. Get it, Elvis Merzlikens off his game. Thirty minutes later, boom, Giannis corpusello announced the starter. So my prediction was dead from jump. But Scotty, I think I actually know who you're referring to. It's you, man. Come on, Go, give yourself some credit. <laughs> Go check great. out yesterday. I did, I did say he of, would
1: have the lockdown. game winner, and I guess technically, like he didn't. But hey, it, it's uh, he
0: had the doing, game winner was, in our hearts. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Tyler Bertuzzi had it on the ice. He had it on uh, in our hearts. And then, exactly. uh, just a couple minutes later. He ends up starting the play in the neutral zone, gets the puck to Larkin, who dishes to Tyler Bertuzzi, who also snipes Jonas Corpusello. That shot should not be uh, forgotten, underestimated, underappreciated, whatever you want to call it, because that was an absolute laser. And he now, again, uh, is tied for the NHL leading goals with that one.
1: Beauty, man. That was another incredible, incredible shot. Uh, yeah, the old the old five goals in three games move from Bert. Absolutely beautiful. And the thing is, his impact has been so much more than just the goal scoring, like the the like semi-enforcer role that he's just like in not inherited, but just like taken over and and, and just assumed for these first three games has been awesome. And And anytime you have a dude that's out there, like, has the back of all the younger players, has the back of all the players on the ice, and is going out there and scoring, uh, you know, go-ahead goals in the third period, can't ask for too much more from Burt. He's he's an absolute madman in the best way possible.
0: And that line, uh, I mean it's just firing on all cylinders. I, I love the makeup of it. I think they each bring something very, very different to the table. And that's why it's worked so well so far. Like Lucas Raymond is a, is a finesse playmaker sniper. Like he, he's the total package. And then you have Dylan Larkin who has some of those traits, but also he's the fastest guy on the line. And then you have Tyler Bertuzzi who also has some of those traits, but then is also probably the best finisher on the line as it stands right now, as well as just a guy who who is always in in the right place at the right time. And I don't think that can be uh, too overvalued uh, for one of your your top line forwards there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. No, he, he's had a, I mean, even in the first game, the four piece, right? Like, like obviously that's not sustainable, but he got all of those goals from, like you said, from, Uh, Except for the first one, the first his first goal of the year was just absolutely dirty dangles. But but almost all the other ones were were really impressive, just like situationally, just like, you know, nose diving the net and and just being in the right place at the right time. And uh, even the one tonight was a combination of kind of both skill and being in the right place. Just just fantastic all around. He uh, his, like I said, his value aside from scoring ha- has made him so valuable this season. Nonetheless, when you add five goals and three games on top of it,
0: I feel like. Um, <laughs> so I just saw a screenshot somebody put online of the top of the Atlantic Division standings. It is Florida one, Buffalo two. Buffalo hasn't lost yet in regulation or otherwise. Uh, and then the Red Wings are are currently sitting comfortably, beauty number three. Um, But just to kind of wrap it up on that line. So later in the third period, uh, Lucas Raymond gets boarded by Jack Roslevic, the the third, the fourth Red Wing in three games to get boarded without any sort of retribution on the ice, any sort of call. And then um, Larkin and, and Bertuzzi go bash brothers on Roslevic and they end up taking him down and literally tag teaming him uh, in retribution for the hit that he just laid, like that's part of it for me too. Is like the 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 duality of man, if you will, when it comes Absolutely. to this line, is uh, is unbelievable. So I I just I it's so sick. many things going on, so it's, much going on,
1: it's so much, man. It's so it's overwhelming, but in the best way possible. The uh, no, I mean that's if, uh, if if the league is just gonna like. Like turn the other cheek and just do what they're doing. Like, you know, we'll take matters into our own hands. No problem.
0: Part of me will be like borderline shocked if uh, the NHL player safety doesn't do anything about this, because it's like it's weird, crazy that it keeps happening to the same team without penalty
1: yeah not only without penalty but like w- with two of them now we have been on the penalty kill after like yes. that's that's ridiculous like like twice now in three games twice in three games we have had a a blatant dirty hit against us and then we have been on the penalty kill after that's that's unbelievable and and do like like for for what Bertuzzi and Larkin did like did something deserve to be handed out like like probably, yeah. But at the end of the day, the the lack of um, of that
0: I don't it, even it's did. Not so equal. Do you know if, if if one of those guys ended up in the box or I could have sworn it was Larkin that ended up in the box. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't yeah, know that's why. true. Um, that's
1: true.
0: Yeah, I think that might be correct. But and and that was like the the craziest part of it all was. <laughs> Nomestic up ends up in the box. Like how does that happen? I have absolutely no idea, but, um, I mean, you, you kind of heard the comments from Dylan Larkin. He finally spoke to the media this week and he was like, yeah, I shouldn't have done it. The suspension was warranted, but. And he didn't say this subtext. I'll do it again. Yeah.
1: (laughs) He, He literally said, he was like, yeah, like it was warranted for sure. But, uh, and he's like, but I also believe in, you know, like uh like this was the situation I had to go through and uh this um this is I, I believe that you know sometimes you gotta take matters in your own hands or whatever. I was like, hell yeah, it's my captain, baby. Yeah, and that's the other thing, man. I don't know if it's just because of the fans or just because of the hot start that the team has gotten off to or what it is, but uh Larkin is is the captain. Like, like last year, like he got it and it was cool and stuff. But like, like this year, he is the captain dog. Like he is, he, there is, if you, if he wasn't wearing a C and you were watching the game and, and didn't know anything about hockey, except that someone on the team is a captain, they would know almost immediately within a period of play, that dude is the captain.
0: Hundred uh, percent. Also, I stand corrected. Uh, Tyler Bertuzzi did go to the box for that. I don't know why I thought it was domestic. Yeah, conference.
1: Larkin didn't, but but Bert did. Yeah.
0: Uh, all right, we got some wrap up from this game uh, as well as some other news and notes from around the league. On the other side of this break, first I got to talk to you guys about BetOnline.ag. We're back and better than ever. A new web interface of the start uh, for the start of basketball and hockey season, and more props, odds, and lines. Than ever before, Online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKEDON, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, to receive your bonus from basketball, football, baseball, postseason, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Do not wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports? Bet online, where the game starts. All right, segment three here at the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Mo oh, Bianchi, Scotty Bentley. Did we give Thomas Grice's due, Scotty Bentley? Because uh, I don't know. He deserves him. And he was absolutely fantastic tonight. He makes twenty-two saves, but even more than that, he was a guy who played the first ten minutes of the game with basically without any action the Red Wings got off to a red hot start it continued throughout the game but the the Red Wings had like seven shots on goal before Columbus got there first and I believe it was their second one that was like a laser cross crease pass to a guy waiting on the other side uh, of Grice's crease and and he was right there and it was we were off and running I go oh is awake you know like it's very very tough to stay in a game get in a game etc when your team dominates that much and yet here he was thrown right into the fire at about the 12 minute mark of the first period. And uh, he looks as ready to go as ever picking right up where he left off on Saturday night.
1: He was phenomenal. He was absolutely phenomenal. I think uh, for the remote future, um, he he's he's the starter. He's 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 G one, we'll call him. You know, QB one. He's 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 G one. Uh, I, I think for the the immediate future, he's gonna be the viewed as the starting goalie. And uh he he absolutely has earned it up to this point. He was absolutely phenomenal today. And and the combo of how good the defense was along with Grice. I mean, everything, and the offense, like everything, this was the best all-around Red Wings game I, I think I've seen in years. And I almost texted you in the, in the middle of the second intermission, and I was like, oh, 0-0 games aren't so boring now. But I didn't because it ended up being 4-1, and I didn't want to look like an idiot, and, and I'm glad I didn't. But I almost did. I almost did. And uh, just uh, all-around phenomenal. And, yes, Grice absolutely deserves his flowers. He was he was unreal today. Even the, uh, even the, wow, Altuve just hit a homer and tied it in the eighth dog. Um, Even the, uh, even the goal he gave up was was, uh, like off, like he saved it off the pad and then it was just kind of like a 360 no scope, like just fling it up there and it went in the net. Like he was absolutely on one and uh, yeah, absolutely deserves a ton of credit.
0: So um, I put out there the Red Wings had an expected goals for of 6.61 tonight. And I asked uh, the the Red Wings resident genius, Prashant Thayer, is there any way to know that this is a modern Red Wings record? He said, I'm checking on my phone, so please apply the appropriate caveat, but it appears to be the highest in the modern era for the team. And not only that, it appears – so, okay, let me back that up. It appears to be not only the hi- – Let me try one more time. It appears to be the highest in the modern era for the team starting in 2007, 2008. If you'll recall that team won the Stanley cup and not only that, but it appears to be nearly one goal higher than their previous best mark of 5.92 per evolving hockey. That is banana town, banana town. If that doesn't put in perspective uh, just how good of a game this was uh, for the red wings, uh, I think that pretty much does it. And then he also uh, he did another quick check on uh, on a Red Wings stat here. The 45 shots uh, on goal by the Red Wings tonight is tied for the third most shots on goal they've had in a game with Jeff Blashill as their coach. The 23, uh, the plus 23 shots on goal differential is also the third most that the Red Wings have had under Jeff Blashill, and the most since uh, February 2016. So shout out Prashant for those numbers. That is an incredible, incredible feat to, uh, to 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 put that up in a game like this where we didn't really know what we were going to get out of uh, this Red Wings team. I, I kind of mentioned it on the podcast yesterday, but they're coming in after two very emotional games. Could there be a letdown? Possibly. Uh, and then they come out and, and play far and away their best hockey game of the season. I think that kind of on its face has to be an encouraging sign.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean... The, the intensity and the, the chippiness and the physicality that have been there for the first two games. Like, I, I don't want to see it ever wear off. I don't care if we don't win very many games after. That's, that's a that's a good brand of hockey. That's a good mentality to carry as these young kids start coming up more and more. And as the team becomes more and more competitive, that's a good, like like, on-ice culture to have. The locker room seems great from, you know, for, for as much as we can see it everything about it man just just absolutely fantastic and and yeah like the, 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 we talked about it on yesterday's show not that the the blue jackets are expected to be some incredible team but this team was undefeated coming into mm-hmm. the game right this this wasn't like a a team that was that was 0 2 0 3 and and been getting shelled so far this year this team was undefeated and uh, and and but, we ball. I don't
0: know what else to say. We ball. <laughs> uh, should also give a Lucas Raymond injury update because he did go down uh, when he got boarded by Jack Roslevic and he did not return to the game. Uh, so that was a very, very scary moment. It was like, it felt like all of the, the good things that it like the, there was so much good juju. And then it all like, was not put in jeopardy, but almost kind of put in jeopardy. Like the, if he would have yeah. been out and in some serious it would have been uh, uh, extremely disappointing. Um, he was supposed to be out for the post-game interview on Bally Sports Detroit, and then they sent out Tyler Bertuzzi. I was like, oh, no, oh, no, this isn't good. Uh, but then he ends up being the first guy in the interim, uh, interview room on the post-game show, and he says that he just went into protocol. Uh, he's feeling fine, so uh, hopefully he won't have to to miss any games.
1: Yeah, no, that, that obviously a scary moment, but it was very, very – uh it was very, very good to see him back out there. And yeah, I, I just loved the, the the bash bros mentality thereafter. And it I mean, it was one of those things where were right off rip, you could tell the, the energy and the physicality was still there, and then the chippiness and all that was still there. You could tell right away. And, and yeah, we talked about a little bit before we started recording, like Giovanni Smith went out there and just like wreaked havoc after dead pucks and just like gotten everyone's grill and had five guys, like all at him at the same time up there. Uh, And then like barely played the rest of the game. And you knew that it was just, uh, it was on very early on. And I I hope they don't lose that.
0: Uh, Last thing that I kind of want to bring up before we take off here. Uh, I mentioned news and notes from around the league. I actually only have one. And that's that. Said, uh, Darren Helm scored his first goal with the Colorado Avalanche tonight. Also, Riley Shahan uh, scored tonight, as did Anthony Mantha.
1: Yeah, so. Mantha's was a milestone. Was it? I think was it. I think it was a like ending in a zero milestone goal.
0: Oh, all right. Well, good for him.
1: So, so good on good on uh, the Man Farm, if uh, if that's <laughs> if I am if I hear that correctly. And then, yeah, man, Darren Helm.
0: Yeah. Uh, I can't wait to, to see this team with Jacob Verona. I know that for for one thing, that is yeah. going to be like it, it's kind of again. It's only three games, guys. They only won two of them. Don't want to get too ahead of ourselves. They haven't played a game on the road yet, but yeah. I mean, Jacob Verona added to this team is a is a lightning bolt. So yeah,
1: and and especially on the the front of. I mean, obviously he's going to bring goal scoring. So, so the the these kind of games where we we're out shooting them by twenty five, but can't put the puck in the net for two periods. You're adding another goal scorer on top of that. That's only going to help. You, you're adding a you're adding like you said, you're adding a lightning bolt to an already electric team. And and yeah, I, I can't wait, man.
0: Uh, All right, we will be back tomorrow. We're going to have Daniela Bruce on the show uh, to talk about some big storylines, talk about her new lockdown uh, endeavor. So that'll be exciting. Subscribe if you haven't done so already. Do us a favor, like, review. If you have positive feedback, please tell us in our reviews. If you have negative feedback, please tell me in my DMs or don't. Friday's my last day. Uh, we're going to do like a no, fun Friday. It. Like, I know, you know, uh,
1: after you leave, I'm going to keep saying send your complaints to Nolan Bianchi's DM specifically.
0: Yes, please do. It'll make me feel connected to the show. So I, I think I'll actually love that. Um, <laughs> Friday, we're going to have a big uh, final goodbye show blowout extravaganza. Maybe bring a few guests in. Uh, we'll see you on that front. So we'll see you back here tomorrow. Same time, same place. It's your team every day. Every day.